Brook trout are the official fish of New York State, and they're particularly emblematic here in the Adirondacks. This is a fish which is central to sense of place and of environmental health in the Adirondacks. But something is happening in Adirondack lakes and streams. The fish are running out of oxygen. That's today's story of the day. Support for Story of the Day comes from the St. Lawrence County Community Development Program, now accepting applications for the Head Start program to prepare children ages 3 to 5 for school, online at slccdp.org head start. Hey, I'm David Summerstein. It's Tuesday, February 6th. First up, Governor Kathy Hochul and Congresswoman Elise Stefanik are sparring over border security. The two New York lawmakers have both issued public statements in the last week calling each other out. Emily Russell has the details. Last week, Congresswoman Elise Stefanik and more than a dozen Republican lawmakers held a press conference about the southern border. The numbers do not lie. Our country is being invaded right now, right in front of our very eyes, because of Joe Biden's catastrophic border policies. Border crossings under President Biden are more than double than what they were under President Trump. Stefanik said last week that Biden was, quote, rolling out the red carpet for illegal immigrants. This is a national crisis. Every single community has turned into a border community because of the open border policies of Joe Biden. For months, though, Biden has been in talks with Republicans and Democrats in the Senate, coming close to a deal on the border. It would set aside $20 billion for border security and make it harder to apply for asylum. The president went so far as promising to shut the border down if the bipartisan bill is passed. But that bill has started to unravel in recent weeks. Trump is campaigning against it, calling for even stricter border security measures. Top Republicans like Stefanik have shifted the focus back to blaming Democrats like Governor Kathy Hochul. On Friday, I led New York Republicans calling on my home governor, Kathy Hochul, to join the 25 governors in support of Texas Governor Abbott. Stefanik wrote a letter to Hochul urging her to, quote, take efforts to secure the northern border. Fellow North Country Congresswoman Claudia Tenney signed that letter. Then this week, Hochul pushed back, publishing a letter from her own administration. It urged Stefanik, Tenney, and other New York Republicans to support the bipartisan bill on border security. Hochul addressed the issue at an event on Monday. The only thing standing in the way is that the House Republicans refuse to take action. They don't want there to be a resolution because they want to keep the chaos going. The bill includes $1.4 billion to help states and localities with the migrant crisis. Hochul said New York needs some of that money to deal with its own influx of asylum seekers. But House Speaker Mike Johnson reiterated on Monday that the bipartisan border security bill is dead on arrival in the House. Emily Russell, North Country Public Radio. Brook trout, an iconic Adirondack fish, is seriously under threat. Researchers at Cornell University found that 95% of Adirondack lakes have an oxygen problem, as in there's not enough oxygen to sustain fish species like brook trout. Amy Feireisel has our story. 
In the spring of 2021, Cornell University's Adirondack Fishery Research Program put sensors in 15 fairly untouched lakes. We're talking very little human activity. Some of them have absolutely none. Stephen Jane is a lake ecosystem ecologist. He was a postdoc at Cornell from 2021 to 2023. Some of them you have to hike several miles in to access. The specialized sensors were attached to ropes with a buoy at the top and an anchor at the bottom. They measured temperature and oxygen levels in the water. And we were surprised when we did that to find just how deoxygenated a lot of these lakes are. After all, these were pretty pristine lakes. It was a shocking finding, says Pete McIntyre. He leads Cornell's Adirondack Fishery Research Program. The breadth of the problem across the thousands of lakes and ponds in the Adirondacks is way bigger than we had expected to see, even after, you know, coming from a team that's worked on brook trout for decades. The crux of the problem is this. Brook trout need cold, well-oxygenated water to thrive in. They can't live in the warm water at the tops of lakes, and they also can't live in the low-oxygen water near the bottom. But both of those inhospitable zones are getting bigger leaving a shrinking space for cold water fish. And so that's this squeeze where the the trout are stuck in between the two. Both are inhospitable. But that space is amazingly, it's amazingly thin. Those spaces have gotten smaller in about 95% of Adirondack lakes over the last 30 years. Now, during the warmest part of the year, late August and much of September, McIntyre says the fish are lucky to have five feet of suitable water. The reasons for this squeeze are many, says Stephen Jane, the lead researcher. Surface warming from climate change is one, but the situation is made much worse by something called browning. You're getting increased sort of runoff of dissolved organic material from the surrounding watershed. That darkens lakes and warms their surfaces. That's not good for cold water fish. The case for most situations is that as you brown these lakes, You're reducing the amount of that cold, highly oxygenated habitat. There are two exceptions, extremely clear lakes and lakes that are at least 30 meters deep, making them somewhat immune from both warming and browning. Lakes like that sort of have an increased importance in protecting these cold water species uh, moving forward. So where does browning come from? Jane says it can be triggered by physical disturbances like logging and road salt and from climate change impacts like more extreme precipitation. But the most significant contributor to browning and Adirondack lakes is acid rain. Pete McIntyre again. For a century, we acidified this entire region. Acid rain came from the smokestack emissions upwind to the west. Along with all those acids came mercury. So anywhere that you had an acid problem, you had a mercury problem. Scientists, citizens, and lawmakers have worked really hard to reduce acid rain and have made huge strides. Legislation like the Clean Air Act greatly reduced air pollution. Lots of wildlife, like loons, have made big comebacks. But the legacy impacts of acid rain are still present in the Adirondack ecosystem. We see it in the more acidic soil and in the accumulation of mercury, which is toxic to fish and animals and the people who eat them. McIntyre says Jane's research is particularly frightening because mercury only enters the food chain under low oxygen conditions, which browning is accelerating. The initial concern is, okay, if we boost low oxygen conditions, then are we also going to take, you know, basically unleash the, the mercury problem? 
Jane's findings have opened a whole Pandora's box of questions about the future of brook trout in Adirondack lakes, about mercury accumulation, and what it could mean for animals and humans. Jane says knowing what's happening in the lakes is vital so that people can make decisions about how best to steward and even manage them to protect species in the most impactful way. But he fears that his research could lead to people giving up. One of my sort of concerns about this finding is that it reaches a point where people say, okay, well, we've got to say so long to brook trout, so let's just put smallmouth bass in all these lakes. Pete McIntyre stressed that Jane's findings are concrete evidence of a changing environment. There are big changes afoot in Adirondack waters that that we can't see. McIntyre says given that scientists hadn't even guessed how bad the oxygen problem was prior to this study, it begs this question. What other invisible challenges may lie ahead for Adirondack lakes and their fisheries? Amy Feierisel, North Country Public Radio. We have more news all the time on our website, ncpr.org. Music today by the Saranac Project of Saranac Lake and Paul Myers of Colton. I'm David Summerstein, North Country Public Radio.